0: There are some people with whom St. Louis is kind of on a first-name basis. Yachty, Lida, Ozzy, Carly, Albert, and in many ways, Steve. Steve Ewing started Steve's Hot Dogs as a food cart more than 12 years ago. The front man of the alt-rock band The Urge looking for late-night eats and tapping into something special. Hot dogs and burgers are the specialties, but Mac and Chili Bowls know how to steal a spotlight. The smoked and loaded dogs are the real stars, piled high and camera ready, often the product of a collaboration with another local vendor or restaurant to make sweet, tasty harmony. To be a rock star restaurant owner literally sounds like the dream, right? Well, at least pre-2020.
1: It's one of the craziest years of my life.
0: Turns out the show really must go on and Steve's one guy who looks to be coming out of 2020 on top. Today on Abby St. Louis, Steve's year. Because despite living life with each foot planted in an industry that's been absolutely shaken this year, music and restaurants, Steve says he's standing strong.
1: At this point, I can say it's, it's, it's been a good experience.
0: The roller coaster year for the restaurant from shutting down to receiving national awards for black owned businesses helping the community, what's gotten him through this year mentally and physically and why he sees a lot of good coming in St. Louis's next act. I saw some unbelievable acts of kindness
1: during that period. I was pretty, uh, I was pretty humbled by that.
0: Plus, food news and weekend planner. Let's jump right in. Thank you for eleven unforgettable years. That's how the post ended on Facebook this past January when ownership announced Steve's Hot Dogs would close on February 1st. The location on the hill had already closed a few months earlier, which had been open since 2011 when Steve's outgrew the hot dog stand model and needed a brick and mortar. The Tower Grove East location opened four years later, but with its closure would be the end of Steve's Hot Dogs.
1: That whole week as customers are coming in, I'm literally having a conversation with every. Single one of them, and I, I knew so many of them. I'm just like, man, I don't know what to do now. I mean, they're all here, and they they don't want me to close. And but you know, my mind is like, <laughs> I'm out of money, so I don't I don't know right. what to do. So it's it was crazy. I mean, I I was like an emotional mess, but um, that that's where I was at at that moment. Um, and then even after that week was up, I'm still like, wow, how am I gonna dig myself? out even after we had record sales and I'm like do I really want to do this because it's tough business you know
0: but then by the end of February this on our morning newscast today is the day the grand reopening of Steve's hot dogs and burgers in Tower Grove. Owner Steve Ewing closed his doors earlier this month, but a group of investors stepped in and they helped get the place back up and running. It reopens this afternoon at four o'clock and you know what? There's a pretty good chance that you'll see me there. Uh huh. So pretty we got um, my partners,
1: like we, we believe there's a lot of magic in this as you've seen, you know? So um, at that point, I'm like, well, it is a lot of magic. I think I can go forward with this with, with partnership as opposed to trying to do everything myself. And um, I'm like, as I started seeing all the kids and things like that, well, I'm like, well, it's a part of the community now. And, uh, and I've, I've watched some of these actual kids grow up. So I think maybe we should, we should try this again.
0: So before every restaurant owner was having to drastically rethink how they were doing things, Steve and his new partner owners were having to drastically rethink how they were doing things. It seemed to be working.
1: We really had a lot going for us uh, until COVID hit. And then it was just like kind of deflating. (laughs) And then we had to just kind of keep picking it up, picking up, renovating, innovating, innovating. And then we've just been kind of like ramping back up. It's been one of the craziest years ever.
0: In some ways, they had that momentum pushing them forward already. They weren't sitting still quite yet, so when the floor was ripped out from beneath them, they were more ready than not. And for Steve himself, he didn't really have the option to fall down. Remember where his other foot's planted? I still straddle the
1: line between playing music and and running the restaurant. And my mind was, well, I'll just go back to playing music full time, which is what I was doing before I opened the first shop and I was playing a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my mind, I was thinking, well, I'll just go back to playing music full time. And um, and now in hindsight, I'm glad that I stuck it out, obviously, because the music industry is dead. Yeah, it's totally dead. There's, there's no venues to play in. There's everything everything we had set up even for 2020 musically has been poofed away. So yeah. um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad I, I decided to stay doing this you know um this restaurant
0: it says a lot um about your your risk tolerance i guess you could say or your taste sure. your taste that your safe option <laughs> in 2020 is the restaurant
1: <laughs> it's crazy like the two things that, that i'm choosing from are both really volatile uh businesses music and food but and, you know like i'm saying if it, if you put enough over enough time. You at least have a base, something to build off of, or something that like, you know, put your energy in that, that can that can feed back to you. We I've been doing food now for I think twelve years and I've been doing music with the urge and Steve Ewing for nearly thirty years. So there's a foundation there. Uh, this year you just have to kind of just jump back and forth and see what you're gonna put all your effort into. All of us restaurant folks and music folks, we all Talk to each other all the time, um, so we, we hear each other we're hearing it, and so it's uh we all want to try to help, and behind the scenes we're all communicating with each other, trying to figure out how to move forward In fact, I think if anything, this has brought us closer together because we've had to bounce a lot of stuff off each other um, creatively to, to to get to get by to keep moving so
0: You were saying you've learned a lot about yourself, too. Um, You know, despite having done the food thing and the music thing for quite some time now, what are some of the things you've learned about yourself this year?
1: You learn how resilient you can be, you know, when you get into a situation where we reopen the shop uh, to a massive amount of business to nearly closing the shop because of COVID. while COVID was ramping up, there's mandatory shutdowns. We got to a point where we had zero employees, so it was me and a couple other people here, and even my family jumped in to help. We were pretty much working 24/7 around the clock. It was was physically tough, um, but we did it. And so, at that at the end of that, you're like, well, I can do that. You know what I mean? Like you you get to know how tough you are, how how deep you can go.
0: Mm -hmm. For somebody who might sit there and say. Oh my gosh one thing after the other um you know it might not be a restaurant closing and then a pandemic hitting and then all sorts of things happening but you know people have in their own lives these these feelings of oh my gosh when is it going to end what is your message for folks who are experiencing something like that
1: that's real and that's that's very real that feeling um like oh my god and we're being just with bad news over and over and over every day. And so there's a lot of fear and anxiety. Um, For me, it's it's having something to focus on um, outside of that that causes fear and anxiety. I don't know, it could be fitness or it it could be your job or it could just be your kids or just something that you can focus on that requires good amount of your attention um, that can actually help take your mind off all the other noise. Fitness is like a big part of my life and it always has been. Um, So I'm thinking throughout this entire process, if I had not been able to get in that quick 30 minutes or 45 minutes in the morning that it would have been a mess. It's like my one hour vacation in the morning before all hell breaks loose. So I need that. (laughs) That's what keeps me going, yeah.
0: That and the people, not just his business partners or his employees or colleagues he can collaborate with, but the people of St. Louis. It's why they launched the Feed the People effort to get free food to families and people in need during a time when a lot of people suddenly found themselves in need. It's part of the reason why they were one of a handful of restaurants around the country given a $25,000 grant. To keep doing what they're doing.
1: We weren't the only ones doing that. A lot of businesses, small and big, saw the need and came out and really put that forth. And we just wanted to be a part of that. So we didn't want to stand by and, and watch people hunt, be hungry. And it, we're, in, we're in the city. We're in St. Louis, and we, we can see it. So it's like, well, we, we have food. Uh, food that we make isn't, like, crazy expensive. Um, and we have the ability to get it out. And we have help. So we didn't have, we had help from other businesses, other organizations um, to organize actually getting the food out. And we had to have physical help from volunteers and um, and family. And that's kind of how we started that. Like I said, we got a ton of other people to want to join in. So it was like this crazy chorus of folks wanting to help out. And I saw some unbelievable acts of kindness from this city during that period. I was pretty, um, I was pretty humbled by that. That was pretty awesome.
0: Yeah. You're wearing St. Louis flag on your shirt right now. I am too. We didn't plan this, but it yeah. is, we're, we're looking good today. And so I, I look around, yeah. you know, after, after the past couple of months and driving around or walking around the streets of St. Louis, I always say on the podcast that I'm just like a relentless optimist when it comes to this city being on the up and up, our food scene, our music scene, our communities, our neighborhoods. Um, You know, and I I worry sometimes though, I will admit Steve, when I'm just kind of letting the, letting the bad thoughts creep in, I'm thinking, I really hope this doesn't screw St. Louis over. I really hope St. Louis comes out stronger and with the resilience of the people who came out and helped feed our neighbors or the people who have come out and supported local businesses. What are your, yeah. just what, have you been thinking at all about that? Or, you know, what do you think about the state of the city right now?
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of like the same in the same place. I'm like, well, I hope this doesn't beat us down too much, but I'm already seeing some, some regrowth. Um, I still see plenty of people coming out to support other restaurants, as we get deeper into this, like on social media, you still see people like, hey, how do I go out and support this, these restaurants? Or who's, who's doing this? Food is a huge thing in the city. And uh, people are trying to make sure that their restaurants and their neighborhoods stay going because in my neighborhood, there's a ton of restaurants and so we want to make sure that they don't go out of business because it's a huge part of the neighborhood.
0: Do you think of the Steve's story for 2020 as a success story so far? I mean, I know it's only the end of September here, but so far, sure. so good. Do you consider it a successful one?
1: Oh, my God, big time. We're still here. We're still standing. Um, we're still positive. I think we've, we fed um, nearly 2,500 people. So I would say it's a success. Just us being here is a success
0: i love being able to share a success story even in 2020 producer dory uh once again we're chatting over zoom here and that's exactly what your response to this whole thing was too you said that it just felt like a break
2: (laughs) yes a nice like breath of fresh air in the middle of this pandemic i loved it yeah love seeing the positivity and just what a story what a year for steve's hot dogs
0: we need this to be somebody's year um and speaking of fresh air there's another chance to get out in the fresh air with the community and have some steve's hot dogs they're having another six feet a party which is still my favorite name (laughs) for a pandemic Related celebration. Yes, I love it. They're going to do it on Halloween. So it'll be a socially distanced Halloween street party. They'll have a costume contest with kids, adults, and dogs. Masks are required to be part of your costume for adults and older kids, which I think is very clever and actually kind of works with what I was thinking about doing for Halloween. And you can register online for that contest. The other cool thing is that they're going to do another one of their collaborations that's always so cool this time Eckert's campfire dog it's their October collaboration so you can get it anytime but also it'll be at this six feet of party celebration with their smoked dog topped with sweet ricotta cream warm cinnamon apples and a drizzle of caramel sauce
2: I'm intrigued by that one it looks really too. good yeah
0: I'm kind of thinking it's like um <laughs> you know like the little weenies like the cocktail weenies so they're kind of sweet <laughs> Your little like sauce yeah. yeah I'm kind of wondering if it'll have that vibe but just like a full-size hot dog one so mm-hmm.
2: I'm down for it yeah.
0: yeah it'll be interesting so let's get into some food news here we're midway through October last week you brought all the good news Dory uh not as much with that this week but just some other developments you want to keep
2: us in the loop on Yeah, not as much great news, but we'll, we'll see what we can get through here. So one of the top stories we had on our site this week, Sarah's cake stop, Sarah's cake stop has shut down their food truck. Now this is one of the oldest food trucks in the area. They launched in 2010. The owner said that this is something they'd been thinking about for about a year now, but COVID kind of added the pressure for them to close sooner. Now, Sarah's Cake Stop still has bakeries in Chesterfield and Eureka, and those are open. It's just the food truck that's closing.
0: Maybe it's just one of those situations. Let's not, let's, I'm going to reframe this one as not bad news, just a development, because if that's what is going to be better for their business in the long term, then good for them for taking that step. And um, there are all sorts of other awesome food trucks. Around the St. Louis area that people can patronize still. And you can still head to the
2: bakery, which is a good news. Yes. So you're you're right there. A little bit more of a development. But in St. Louis County, some bad news. Another top story on our site this week, longtime Mexican restaurant Pueblo Nuevo announced they are closing at the end of October. This restaurant is on North Lindbergh in Hazelwood. They didn't give an exact reason why they're closing, but said it just kind of has to do with a lot of the same issues that small businesses are facing these days so we posted this on the ksdk facebook page and so many people said this was one of the best restaurants around and they're just really sad to see it go
0: yeah it's one of those where i haven't been in years and it reminds you once again that it's important to continue supporting the businesses that you want to see make through all of this
2: yep um, then, I like this next door. <laughs> I was going to say, this is a business I've definitely supported a lot. During the pandemic. <laughs> um, lion's choice is bringing back it's Halloween alternative, especially great this year. They're having these wooden tokens. They debuted them last year. They're $5 for 25 tokens. Each token can get you a mini vanilla custard cone at any Lion's choice location. These do not expire. Great option for Halloween trick-or-treaters this year if you're kind of worried about giving out candy. I they
0: did, yeah, they did this last year and I had family members who just bought them so that they had them on hand. So whenever they just wanted a little treat, they grabbed a token and went and grabbed a line choice code. So you know what? Even if Halloween usually for you involves staying home and eating all the candy yourself, then this is a good option too. <laughs> Stay home and yourself. Yes, exactly. I love that, Dory. What's the best thing you had to eat this week?
2: So my cousin came over this weekend. We did a little backyard Mario Kart and pizza party, and she brought this pizza that I've been craving ever since she sent me a picture of it. It is the Buffalo, or I'm sorry, the Crab Rangoon Pizza from Grotto Grill in Wentzville.
0: I've been wanting to try that.
2: Yes, yeah, so she sent me a picture of it probably a month or so ago. And I'm like, oh my God, what is that? It looks so good. <laughs> she said it's all the rage out in St. Charles County. So she grabbed a pizza this weekend, brought it to the city. We had that. It was great. Um, we had the Buffalo Toasted Ravioli, which were amazing. And also this hot wing pizza that they had, just so good. Ooh, I love buffalo
0: sauce on a pizza. That sounds really tasty, but I have seen the Crab Rangoon pizza and I've been really wanting to try that. And again, the fact that you can play Mario Kart in your backyard is one of my (laughs) favorite things about your back patio, but it's even better with friends, family, and good pizza. I love that.
2: Yes, exactly. And there was one other thing I had this week that I just had to mention too, and I kind of mentioned them last week. Shades Brewing in Salt Lake City. They're famous for their sour beers. Finally cracked one open this week from our vacation. We tried the Thai Tom Ka sour beer. It it was very coconutty, not really too spicy, not too sour. And I know it's kind of a weird combination to put in a beer, yeah. Um, but it really just like worked. It worked with our dinner. I had my husband pick out, which Drink, we were going to do. And I said, be our sour maulier instead of sal <laughs> maulier. Putting that out there. You heard uh, it here first. <laughs> <laughs> so he picked that one, the Thai Tom Ka from Shades Brewing. I thought it sounded really good. I sent you a picture and you seemed very intrigued too.
0: Because that's my favorite kind of soup. <laughs> I was excited when I last time I went to Global and found Tom Ka soup in a can. But Tom mm-hmm. soup beer in a can? I might have to break my no sour rules to
2: try that one. Ooh, I'll check our fridge to see if we have any left. I'll, I'll order some to special. It. I was
0: gonna say that's your that's your uh, that's your stash. I don't want to dive into <laughs> too much. So I kind of have a two parter. Also, um, I it's like two honorable mentions I want to bring together, um, and they're really tie into yours quite well, actually, Dory. Okay. Um, so speaking of global, I went and picked up some uh, groceries there, not last week, the week before that, I want to say. And, um, it, it is October, which is Filipino American heritage month. Mm -hmm. And I am half Filipino and, um, I made for the first time longanisa by myself, which is like Mm -hmm. a Filipino sausage. Um, they sell all sorts of just different like frozen varieties at global. And it was so easy to make. I made that with some, um, it's kind of like a, su- it's, it's slightly sweet, which is hard to explain, but okay. like how it's a texture of andouille, but sweeter. Um, yeah. and so I, it was funny though, because I was like making it in the pan. And it started to swell up really big. So I stabbed it with a fork and it squirted all this juice at me. And I like, <laughs> It was, was, I wish somebody would have been able to see it, but I did that and made some fried rice and it was so tasty. Um, So yeah, if you want to try some Filipino food for yourself in your own kitchen, uh, head to global, they have a great selection there, and then also pizza. Um, Mm -hmm. so I went to Adara this past weekend to check that out. That is the Italian place that's opened up in the former scape space. And it was really different actually than I thought it was going to be in a good way, I'd say. Um, so you go, you order everything right at the, where it would normally be the host stand. You actually place your order there. Then they bring you to your table and they will bring your food to you already in takeout containers. Interesting. Um, okay. Yeah, so that was kind of interesting. I I'm, I'm not a huge fan of waste when it doesn't need to be wasted. So mm. I'm like I'm going to finish all this here. It was kind of a bummer to see the one-time use plastic. But if that is part of their safety protocol, I understand. And I'm glad that they're prioritizing that with not having to touch a bunch of other people's dishes and things. Um, And all the tables were really spaced out nicely on that beautiful patio space that they have. And it was a lot more just casual than I was expecting. It's not a fancy place. It has that great Ivy covered wall, the wonderful lights you feel kind of elevated, but you can have just a really affordable Pizza. I had pizza. I had the um, lamb meatballs, which were so good Ooh, and an arugula yeah. salad, and it was pretty approachable. So especially while the weather's good, I would recommend that if you're looking for another place to um, stop by and enjoy a outdoor meal.
2: Yeah, and nice they- chill environment there in the central west end.
0: So that could be on your list of things to do this weekend. We are heading into the weekend of October 16th, 17th, and 18th. Um, If you were heading to the Central West End, you could also stop by Streeteries. It's one of the ongoing events that we want to let you guys know about that continues through October. So a couple more of those. Head there if you haven't yet. Um, also, Herman's Oktoberfest is happening every weekend in October, the big celebration of the German heritage throughout Herman spread throughout the city too. Uh, those are a couple of events that are still going on we want to let you know about.
2: Yep. A couple more that you guys can check out this weekend. The St. Louis Renaissance Festival. It's this last weekend, this Saturday and Sunday that is taking place at Rotary Park in Wentzville. And then also from now through Halloween union stations, big Halloween experience for the kiddos that is continuing on.
0: So the kiddos and maybe Dory, if you could, yes, maybe me too. Starting this Friday is Boo at the Zoo. Uh, that is the nighttime event that runs every day through the 30th from 5 to 830, which is crazy because it gets so dark so early now. Mm-hmm. Ah, um, that's what scares me. <laughs> um, they're going to have lights, decorations, special photo op areas, and food and drinks. This is always on my to-do list but I was always working the morning show where I had to go to bed before it even really started so I really want to make it this year do it Um, this year yeah yeah and they're having family-friendly costume well they're not having them they're encouraging you to have them and bring them along uh one quick note costume masks are banned so sorry kids but leave the Jason masks at home Mm -hmm. um Face coverings though are still required if you're over the age of nine. And again, I'd like to see how people can incorporate the safety face coverings into their costumes. Um, You can get tickets. There is a cost associated with this, a little different than most zoo events. Um, And you're gonna have to get time ticket reservations. You can do all that online.
2: Yeah, and also happening at the zoo, if the nighttime lights are a little too scary for the younger kids, you can still take them to the zoo during the day for some free Halloween fun. They're doing Halloween weekends. It's what's it's called what it's called every Saturday and Sunday through Halloween. They're going to have the decorations up, but obviously not as scary during the daytime. there will also be some special pumpkin enrichment items for the animals that they'll be munching on. And also some fall themed foods for you to munch on this event is free. And again, timed ticket reservations are required at the zoo.
0: Did you hear they were thinking about, like, letting some of the animals out at night just as, like, an extra scary factor?
2: I did hear that. (laughs)
0: Jokes, (laughs) jokes, jokes, jokes. Jokes, jokes, jokes. jokes. Yeah. (laughs) Don't worry. People are going to be like, what? I thought they were going to let the bears out. Um, (laughs) This weekend, St. Louis County's Greek Fest is happening. Remember, go ahead and place those orders if you still can. And if you can't, Go ahead and check in a little bit and see if anything's opened up. They're doing curbside only food orders can be placed online and then picked up at Assumption Greek Orthodox Church in town and country. So get your bill of some tasty Greek food.
2: Yeah. And this Saturday, the fire pit fear flicks is launching at urban Fe- or urban chestnut. I think this sounds so cool. So this is the first of four nights where they're going to be showing a Halloween sort of movie on a big screen out on their beer garden. Two of those events have already sold out. There are still two nights available. That includes this Saturday and Halloween night. Halloween night, it's going to be Nosferatu. This coming Saturday, they're showing Halloween. And what they're doing is they're essentially streaming this straight from TV. So there'll still be commercial breaks if you want to chat with your friends (laughs) or refill your drinks. Um, So it's not just a straight two hours that they're doing this. They're selling these by the table. So I think it's... um, four, six, or eight tickets that you can get at a time. Um, And everything is socially distanced, limited capacity, costumes are encouraged and I hear there will be prizes. That is so funny that they're just straight up streaming it from TV, but actually- Why not?
0: Going out in the world, you need commercial breaks to chat with people and make the most of actually being around (laughs) other other people. Otherwise, you could just be watching at home by yourself. I like that. Exactly. I do too. I liked
2: that. I kind of chuckled when I saw that. I'm like, okay, it makes sense.
0: Who would have thought that 2020 would be the year that we appreciate commercial breaks in the movie? That's super fun. So also this Sunday at Nine Mile Garden, they are having their first official chili cook-off. It's an amateur amateur chili cook-off and a food truck chili cook-off. I have a personal stake in this because I will be there as one of the guest judges which is pretty exciting actually. Awesome. I yes. it's going to be hard though cuz I love chili. Like I just it's hard to make chili that I don't like. Um and my mom made chili growing up all the time that was probably never very good but I ate it anyway. Um so hopefully this is pretty Your good. standards it, are low. <laughs> exactly. But I'll have fun doing it. Um everybody can be a judge actually. So you can go and you can try it for $10 you get to try all of the different um offerings that they have and you get to be the judge and you can cast your own vote then of course there are going to be some awards given some official prizes to the winners Uh, but the participating food trucks in this include sugar fire havana's cuisine destination desserts zia's red dirt revival walk and roll sedara sweets and ice cream zaki and food farm truck Um, and then the amateur chili cook-off has a total of 16 entrants so you can have a lot of chili a lot of chili what time does that start do you know on Sunday it, yes this starts at five
2: thirty on Sunday okay. I think that sounds great I am a chili fan for me the spicier the better
0: Yes. Oh wait, hold on a second. Uh tickets will be sold beginning at four o'clock. Um so okay. just so you know, if you get there, um you can't buy tickets online or anything like that, but you can get them at four and then hang out and maybe check out the canteen, uh, grab a drink there. Chili goes well with beer.
2: <laughs> Heck yeah. I put beer in my chili. That's one of my secret ingredients.
0: Dory, should you enter as an amateur chili cook? Is it too late? <laughs> We could check. I mean, I feel like maybe as a judge, I wouldn't be, that could be a conflict of interest,
2: but. <laughs> okay. I'll let somebody else win this year. Maybe <laughs> next year. Ooh,
1: la,
0: la. Ooh, Ooh, la, la. La, la. Abby Eats St. Louis is a five on your side production. I'm Abby Larico. And I'm Dory Olmos. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast so that you get every single episode in your feed the day it comes out. We love hearing from you all on Instagram at Abby St. Louis or in the reviews of our podcast. You can also email us, podcast at KSDK.com. Always looking for good stories to tell now more than ever. Have a fantastic weekend and seize the plate.